beatboxing thing that we did way back when. Also, maybe it's just me and the fact that we haven't done this in a while, but that seems incredibly like low volume. This is like computer volume style, little Chad. Oh. That's what happens. So it doesn't interfere with the podcast, Chad. Yeah, oh. so I don't have to edit that much, Chad. Oh, Chad. We know how much Adam hates editing. Yep. Hey everybody, welcome with Welcome, welcome to another episode of the Talkbox Podcast. We've been when was the last episode? No one knows. No one cares. We haven't uploaded on the YouTube, Chad. Okay. okay. <laughs> Anyways, we're back again. It's been a while and a lot has changed. Um, but um, as always I lost a foot. Did you lose a foot? No. Oh. Where'd you place him? But he could have lost Trace, he, Retrace your And that's what really matters. <laughs> the doctor lied to me about something. my height. That's about it. Any, okay, anyways, I'm Zach. I'm uh, with me, that's Adam. You're pointing at people. You just go. Just I'm say that. <laughs> Chad. And introducing... Tori. Who's here with us to talk about some stuff that happened, namely Kineticon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Alright. But we'll get started with the biggest announcement that happened within the last two weeks. Chad's pregnant. <laughs> Congrats, Chad. And Tori's the father. Uh, anyway, we're, we're all so knew, proud. We all knew you could do it. Any, but Pokemon Go. Pokemon is the Go, news. obviously. Oh my god, look at that waveform. Everyone has just been playing, and it's been ridiculous, and I kind of. And buggy. Oh, well, okay. For, for, as, catch them all. for as buggy and crazy uh, as it is, I kind of like super enjoy this because it's the best news yeah. like all in the last <laughs> two weeks. Like it's literally been like terrifying stuff on the news, terrifying stuff in the news. Also, teenagers are out in flocks because Pokemon guys, and it's and like it's bringing yeah. people right. together. Yeah. Yeah. And it's oh, just sorry. like it's bringing a lot of people together. It's tearing a lot of people uh, apart with uh, gang war related. Um, yes, um, my mom is happy because she's like, at least the stupid app is getting you to walk now. There you go. Yeah, but so, like you're finding things that you don't really want to find in bad places. Yeah. Yeah. like dead bodies or muggers. Actually, my mom told me that um, one of their headquarters or whatever. I don't play. Sorry, That's it was fine. in the middle of a rotary. Yeah, in his hometown. Oh, Perfect. they put like a pokey stop there. I, yeah. What? That means you just Some, keep driving like that, in a circle until you get it. Right, because that, that's safe, too. Yeah. Oops. Guy going out in the middle of the highway for a Pikachu? Just, like, I mean, lock your steering wheel at, like, the right angle, yeah. and then just pull out the phone. Cruise control. Cruise control. Um, um, better, yet, better yet, have a passenger with you. Well, okay. What? The, <laughs> the established way to do Pokemon Go is one person drives, and the other person has both phones next to each other, <laughs> yes. and, like, just tries to catch as many Pokemon as possible. Yeah. I've seen um, that. But it's, it's like, and for all the good stuff, there's also weird stuff, like people finding dead bodies and people getting mugged thanks to the app. And people I, almost getting hit when they stop in highway traffic. Yeah, I saw it. Which is dumb. It's I don't stop in highway traffic. That's, that's just natural selection at its finest. No, right there. no it's not. I saw one article of a, a girl who got hit by a car, and she's like, I blame Pokemon. Oh, for my injuries. Really? Yeah. They have a warning at the very beginning of the app. Like it's every, says, every hey, time you watch open out. Hey, yeah. pay attention to your surroundings. Yeah. Like Please. it's just it's common sense, really. Like, but it's no, weird because they're like doing a lot of weird like tech stuff with it too. Like there's a lot of comp- like well, okay, number one, there's a lot of businesses that are trying to now become pokey stops in order to get more mm-hmm. business. But there's also I think I saw this is, this is the conspiracy. Yeah. Well, no, I saw someone was selling a a very small drone for Pokemon Go. So the way it works is you hook your phone into like a remote control, like a like a joystick controller, yeah. And then a small like drone about that big flies up with a little camera and like flies over stuff, mm-hmm. so that you can then catch Pokemon like in the middle of a lake, yeah. I've or heard. like whatever. I've it seen people out. have like a system where they have a drone 
they have their phone like next to the computer. Yeah. The computer has it up, so they do like everything. Right, that way. and it's kind of crazy how like it's getting intense. I do really like how they didn't explain anything. Like the entire app, very little is given to you when it comes to like what to do, how to do it. Uh, I didn't even know how to kind use kind like stuff. It's actually very similar to the games in the sense yeah, where you're just kind of figuring stuff out and yeah. you experiment and explore. It makes it very approachable for new people when you just kind of like, oh, you just walk around and you see something. Oh, it's a new and exciting experience. It is weird though because now like we have the internet, so like all this information is like traveling around like different like groups well, on when, Facebook. When and, someone like, finds something, stuff. go hey, yeah. check out this thing. That it's I like you can hey, get. look at this. Like oh, you can uh, pick up the pokeballs if you throw them and miss. And it's like okay, cool. Like what? I, that's how I figured out. You can you pick can... them up if you miss them. If you click them. Sometimes it Damn. works. Damn. Yeah. You so know if that. you miss and you're like, okay, but you have to be careful about it because sometimes you'll like click to like pick up a Pokeball and it will like accidentally like toss the one that now you're see, like getting set yeah, up. And I was getting irritated it. because I'd miss and then I'd be watching that ball roll for like three seconds and I'm like, come on, pull up the next one. It's because there's, it. a, there's an option to like pick it back up. I would have saved so many people. I know. Yeah, that's also... how I found out with uh, how I found out you can get Pikachu. Yeah, by Which... like missing the first... For you Pokemon had to like or whatever. walk up and I ended up walking up and down my driveway like a couple times. Yes. I had to like get them to reset on me a couple times. Yep. I didn't Pikachu didn't come up at first. It was like the little circle. Oh, for those for some perspective, it's like a two hundred yard driveway. I get a we are in the middle of the woods. We're talking about bad places. We are currently in the bad place. I don't know where I am. Adam doesn't really have a house as much as it's just like a cave that's been inhabited by wolves, but like small wolves, <laughs> and they're all kind of emaciated, so it's not like a problem. <laughs> But, like, wolves are there. <laughs> Plenty of parking, though. Plenty of parking. Yeah, the wolves so don't park, so we got geez. that going for us, yeah. which is nice. Oh, They're yeah. nice. Um, we don't bother them. They don't bother us. Now, one of the things I think Chad brought up was that the app is very buggy. Yes. Right? Now, right? It, it basically, like, it's like I've said many times before, technically speaking, it is kind of a hot mess right now. Yes. Uh, people have been experiencing a lot of bugs and a lot of just random crashes, um, freezes, um, mine eternal will, loading screens. Mine will only freeze if I catch a Ravita. <laughs> That's oddly is that, specific. Is that because you're, and you're then, like, it did, it did once with the squ- the Squirtle I caught. Okay. But like, if I close out of the app, swipe up, and come and back, I, it's I still it. in it. Yeah. I, I had it caught. Now, it just like freeze. What kind of phone is it that you have currently? I'm an iPhone 5s. 5s. Okay. I have an iPhone 4s, so the thing actually won't even go past startup for well, me. Well, you have a brick. I have a brick. <laughs> I have a more technological you have, you, have, you have a brick that's got some wires on it. That's neat. Um, what about your guys' uh, gear? I got, I, got, I got one of the newer iPhones. Uh, he has a it, chrome brick. I have a chrome brick. S6. Um, yeah. Is Google going to I, I It have, works um, pretty well for the most part. Uh, I think not, I not in this cave. I got terrible reception in this cave, though. Yes, fine. Uh, to be fair, we oh, okay. were at Oh, the Samsung Galaxy. You caught earlier. Wait. I said I was no, in the ocean. The, I don't know. It's nice. Samsung. No GPS. It's the Android S5. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, and it works fine with me. Uh, I think I've only had like a couple of times where it's been like, uh, you caught a weedle, but we're not going to tell you that. You just have to close the app and come back to it later. And pray. Uh, and pray that, you got the weedle. Yeah, I, did, I have to do that uh, a lot. Anytime, anytime anything happens, happens, just immediately close the app. Yeah. Just done. But um, one of the things I've sort of thought about is, well, like, okay, this is the beta, right? For this? No. 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 This, this is the beta. This is the full one? Okay. I wasn't sure, because I know they were talking about doing, like, the uh, beta the, in the, the beta UK happened. and Australia the, and Japan. The, the beta, beta the beta happened, right. and I heard that like that's where I got some of my information from. Was people in the beta were saying like the level God. cap was fifty. This is how you find certain things, little tips and tricks. Yeah, I mean to be to to uh, Niantic's credit, they are saying, "Oh, we're going to update it every two weeks." A couple days after the launch, there was like I try to give them funny names. Three. 
NyQuil. Jesus. Yeah. Nice. Well, because it's a drowsy. I figured I'd name it NyQuil. But, um... <laughs> I think, yeah, Trash Bat... Uh, I think there's a Clefairy in there that I named Thugnificent. Um, Dad's Pepper. Yeah. Well, my dad has uh, pepper plants that aren't doing well, and it looked like a weeping, uh, uh, bell sprout. And Mr. I was like, ha! Crabs. Yeah. Better bat. But, uh, well, because he has slightly better CP than the other bat. Um, and then there's Trash Bat and Trash Bird. So, how's everyone's personal experience been with the app so far? Because obviously, since I can't play it because I can't get Very, it to work I've on, only had two GBS location issues, but that's, again, just close it and reopen it. Yeah. When it came out, I. I hated it. Because okay. it, I couldn't figure out how to get my uh, GPS to work on my phone. Oh, okay. So, what ended up happening was it came out Wednesday night. And then that next day, Thursday, I had to be at Kineticon for security stuff. Mm-hmm. And everybody and their brother was playing it. My boss was playing it. My the coworkers were playing it. I actually had my boss come up to me and be like, okay, you're signed in? Yeah. Okay, I'll see you at four. There's a gym somewhere in Hartford I have to go beat. See ya. And then he like, <laughs> walked off into the city. And I'm like, what? Do you have any? I, I had other questions though, and it's just gone. I'm like, all right, oh, dear. see ya. And like, I had people who were like on their phones, like constantly for Pokemon stuff. And the whole convention was full of people with Pokemon stuff. Oh yeah. And um, it got to the point where it was like, it was funnier if I just kept getting madder and madder about it <laughs> until we, the end. We of the got convention. to you on day three, and we pulled out our phones. You were like, God damn! I, I had a moment where I was like, God damn! I oh, didn't. I felt I, like an old man. It was. I awful. technically didn't start. I downloaded the app Tuesday. Got Pikachu. Didn't start doing really anything till Thursday. I will say that like I went and met with my sister that like Monday after the convention, and I was like, "All right, let's try this. I want to see." Like I, I was mad about this game, but I got to try it now. <laughs> and the first couple Pokemon were goddamn magical. It was just like, "Oh man!" Like I was so excited. I was like, "All right, this is a lot of fun." <sighs> yeah, exactly. And then the resounding sigh afterwards. Yeah, so it's kind of it's, it's weird how fun it was. Oh yeah, it's just because I was driving around with my mom. Yeah, and she go up to do something. I get her on the car, walk around a little bit, get back in. She's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, I don't know. I caught like three Pokemon I'm waiting for you. <laughs> but it's one of those things where it's kind of it's it's a lot of fun. I will say for for what it is, a lot of fun. I'm totally down with the app. It's yeah. definitely like a good idea. Like props to them for suddenly just like dropping like a crazy Pokemon getting out. <laughs> I mean, they it's they announced it like over a year ago, but I still think. like it, it, it happened, and we weren't we didn't know it was gonna blow up this big. I think because like it has yeah. the, the potential was certainly there, um, but we I don't think anyone really could have kind of thought that this was gonna happen, especially so soon. Like yeah, it was announced like know. a year ago, but everyone thought it's like oh okay, that's just you know. The, It'll the, be a Nintendo crowd thing. It'll just be the It'll Nintendo be crowd thing. But it's like, this is bringing in people who haven't picked up a Pokemon game in, like, years. Well, because it's anyone with a smartphone. Yeah. You don't have to buy it's, it's, it's a lot more accessible, it's I think, nice. is why. Because it's like my sister, for example, who used to be a really good, like, big gamer like yeah. me back in the day. Um, the last game that I remember her playing was, like, Pokemon uh, Gold, I think. Yeah. And then, like nothing like she occasionally logged in some time into our PS2 for like Kingdom Hearts but I really she never w- was as then, huge in a video like going Disney. crazy for this. now she's like going berserk like the fact that she has a better phone it's just like she's rubbing it in my face it's like I can play this and you can't and I'm just like <laughs> okay what else Whatever, it's like a better um, games to play. But no, it's just like, it's bringing a lot of people back into the franchise that haven't been doing it in a long time. And it time. is cool to see like packs of teens roving around with their yeah. phones out and being like, oh, they're not just like viciously tweeting people, they're like yeah. playing I've Pokemon. Seen, I've seen a lot of very good, healthy, like social Which is uh, nice. That's super cool. I've seen, on. um, like I was on uh, the Poke, I have a couple stars. 
of the Pokemon subreddit, there was this kid who just decided, he's like, you know what, people are playing this in the dark. He made a bunch of Pokeball reflectors and then, you know, set out and was like, here, you know, you can take one. Do that. I've seen other kids, it's like, here, I'll, you know, I'll set up, like, some water for people. Or, like, walk Just while people are out yeah. in the morning. Uh, yeah. My brother's girlfriend has never played any Pokemon game. Downloaded the app and then asked my brother to borrow his Game Boy. Wow. So she could play. I'm actually having a little bit of a similar experience where my girlfriend is very uh, enthralled with the game right now. And yeah. a couple of nights last week, she got home and she's like, I just saw some places down the road we need to go. And uh, we have done a couple of late night drives just searching Pokemon. And we actually ran into quite a few people doing on some of those drives. That's what happened to my brother. He went fun, on at night. Fun little social. He came home at 12. He, was, he wouldn't come home. He went on his friend. He walked in. He's like, he, he just didn't want to come. I was tired. And he just stayed out. And now I'm going to bed. <laughs> I will say it's definitely cool. Like especially, I can see where it would especially be like a hit at like events. Like Kineticon is a perfect example. Oh, of course. Because there's like, so many people walking Start off on like a Friday. Actually, meet a ton of people. And then, like, just, like, just do Pokemon stuff all night. So, today, there's uh, an event at Wester Park, something like that. Okay. Uh, I'm, the name's evading me, but it's a park. Yeah. But it's, like, a private park, and there's weddings going on today. Oh. And the owner of the park was very upset because she had caught wind that there's going to be, like, some big Pokemon group gathering there where there's supposed to be, like, 300 people Pokemon Go heading to this park and she's like I can't I can't have this this is a private park and there's private events going on and I even looked it up to like confirm it and they have posts saying like Pokemon Go's are welcome but they have to be between this time and that time and they have to stay away from these sanctioned areas so it's kind of a little interesting that events is it Wickham Park? Yeah. Huh? yes yes, yes. Wickham Park okay. that is a fantastic park that is, I've gone there for frisbee golfing, and it is just like now. Oh, they're stunning ones. Now you go there for. Pokemon. Now you go I mean, for Pokemon. I still go for frisbee golfing because I mm-hmm. love frisbee golfing. You, just, you just catch a frisbee golfing. in one hand, and you have the phone. In the well, other. no, because okay, compared to like where I usually fr- like where I usually frisbee golf is like deep woods. Like throw a disc, whack it off a tree. Throw a disc, whack it off a tree. Wickham Park like is just like in my backyard. Wickham Wickham Park is like throw a disc and just like watch it glide, and it's mm-hmm. just like. It's. I don't want to say it's better than sex, but it's getting close. It's a thing. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a thing of beauty. It's definitely like like you throw it, and you're just like, there's not a single fucking tree in the way. This is fantastic. Yeah, my and it's just like a huge, like you can just do huge, crazy throws down hills. <laughs> it's uh, like yes, my cousin. This is my drug. So it's one of those. Um, Alright, any uh, final thoughts on Pokemon Go? Um, Shadow's asking about issues. I mean, I think a lot of the issues. I think it's just like freezing and stuff. Um, Well, most of the issues I've experienced were A, associated with uh, first release, like everybody in the world turns on the game, and And of course the servers are having trouble. And I have found that roughly around 6 p.m. ish, the game suddenly hits the bucket. But that's really it. That's I like normal. stress testing. Um, is the well, I could see like you could easily just like do more more of it during like the mornings, that's and that would definitely like, that's what I yeah. do. Yeah. Like okay. on my way to work. My, yeah, of course. The one thing I had happen to me is is when I was just doing my I should get some exercise to get the Hepstein egg. Mm-hmm. I caught a weedle, <laughs> and then it's like error. I'm like all right, I wasted a pokeball actually, and like a level ten weedle. I'm not actually, about that. Uh, one of the things I've done is I've noticed that a lot of times you'll go to a Pokestop or throw catch Pokemon and it will like lag out. Yeah, you have to restart the app. 
check there's a journal you can check the journal and sometimes you you will have actually checked and at the stop if it didn't change color you'll yeah. actually yeah. cost Pokemon so like fret not I, you, I, I, you, I check yeah, yeah, there's, there's ways around that and uh, as far as interesting things I've noticed I've seen things like there's now not an Uber driver but somebody offering a similar experience yeah. to drive people around Hartford I saw for, uh, I for, I, had, uh, I had one buddy who was going to buy a router and like stick it in his car and drive around like that. As a Wi-Fi hotspot. But also, there was another person who was, was offering, I think, she was looking to get paid like 10 to $15 an hour to like walk people's cell phones to like <laughs> try to catch Pokemon for them. I saw... Um, I saw like, like, if you don't have time, it's like, I will come to your work and you can pay me 10 bucks or 20 bucks. Like, it just seems like a scam waiting to happen. Of course it is. Me. It's so dumb. I saw dog walkers um, putting like apparatuses on their dogs feel like you can put I'll walk your dog and your phone <laughs> I did like there was someone made a comic that was this guy and he's at a party he's like hey guys I'm just gonna go for a quick walk I just gotta clear my head and everyone else was like here take our phones but keep the apps on like we got all these eggs that we hatched and then like the next scene is like muggers are chasing him and he's carrying like 30 <laughs> phones in his hands like running furiously oh dear but yeah, my um, brother bought a portable battery so he can like walk around so and play yeah yeah, I already had a portal battery, but I had never. I still actually technically still haven't used it. But now, now that I'm constantly going out on these late night trips, there's reason. Yeah, to there's have reason it. to have it. I do that tonight. We'll see. So one, and, of the uh, things, one of the things that we mentioned uh, during the Pokemon Go arc was Kineticon. Yes, that happened. Not to cut you off, Pat. That's but okay, we're gonna cut you off. I have one last thing about Pokemon Go. Well, too bad. Eat it. Let's move on. Move forward. Let's move to Kineticon because it's Kineticon. So. So Tor- I, no, I want to say that the AT and T company was offering unlimited data. T Mobile, T Mobile, yeah, yeah, yeah T Mobile yeah. was offering unlimited data for Pokemon Go specifically. Yes, which is ridiculous. It's, it's a scam. It's, it's a conspiracy. Of course, it's a scam. You can't offer free unlimited data for an app and then just no. Like, I mean, they're working together. Oh, <laughs> well, of course. That's. I mean, they, it's not like Pokemon Go makes any money off of anything. But moving um, forward, so we had Kineticon, we had Kineticon. Uh, here in Hartford, now, Connecticut. Chad, Tori, mm-hmm. Pat, and myself were all there, right? And not me. Pat, you were there. Yeah. What? No. I wasn't sure. I was rooming with them. I, I, I was like, rooming with them. I know. Like, we were all rooming together. Okay. I was. Whole, the whole weekend was in just like village. a blur or something. Oh, yeah. Well, well, because, because, the, because the three of us were celebrating it and, like, you know, enjoying it, and then Zach was working security on I the still business had, side. You want to know what I was doing? You did have fun. What were you doing? I was sitting in the back of a porn store or adult store yeah how's that doing what this just being there girlfriend. Hey, girlfriend. oh, girlfriend. oh, oh yeah. I just sat in the store what did you think he was doing Zach I just, Chad I just, what do you do sitting in the back of a porn store what do you do sitting in the back of a porn store I don't sit in the back of porn stores well, I'll tell you what <laughs> I just sat there just that's implying that I do but alright I just Moving snapped out pictures people pictures of dicks what? Why? Okay. Thanks, Adam. Just okay. Snapchat. I'm, I'm glad I didn't look at my Snapchat that day. Well, Fantastic. Not you. So moving on. To oh, oh, I thought you were like putting it on your story of just. No, like, not on like, my story. Hey, look, guys, <laughs> it's me and all these dicks. <laughs> So they while, always told me I was a huge dick, but never that I'd <laughs> hang out with one. So while like, Adam oh, was furiously masturbating in the back of a porn store, uh, we were all celebrating in Hartford for Connecticut. Oh, that's very. Um, it was to be Did honest, it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was the first con that I had ever been to personally. How, how was your first con ever? Chad? It was it was a good experience. Um, I 
like, I had always known that I probably would, like, fit in with that general crowd and probably enjoy myself if I were to go to a con, mm. but uh, schedules have always been iffy for me because I've always had, like, either tech week for a show mm. that I'm in or, like, you know, the opening weekend or a, week, a run of the production that right. I'm in. Um, so it just usually never lined up very well for me, uh, but this actually ended up working out because I planned for it ahead of time and made sure that things kind of fell into place. And what um, were you most like looking forward to? Was it like the the guests who were there? Because I know we had uh, what was it? It was we had Worf, we had Gimli, yep. we had uh, Samwise, we had uh, Tom Kenny, uh, Tom Kenny, mm. voice of SpongeBob. Um, um, yeah. The guests definitely were kind of a draw. Like I immediately after I had signed up for my ticket, I went onto the Kineticon mm-hmm. Facebook page and just followed it, and then I eventually got updates like, "Hey, On these everybody. people are going to be coming." Yeah. And I was just like. This is great. It's like, holy crap, I might get to meet all three of the Animaniacs, even though two of them ended up not going because of illness. Um, that always we, happens. It does happen. I like. I figured that that probably would, but it's like it's possible it that sucks. we'll probably see them next year. Who knows? Like, Rob Paulson is just a huge idol of, of mine, and I definitely hope that it comes We ended back. up sharing an elevator with Gimli. Yeah. We, let me tell you the story about that. Oh, man. Yeah. I felt yeah. awful. Um, so, Pat, Harry, and I, uh, Harry, who's not here and is in the exile known as Rhode Island, um, the far up distance. That's line. where things go when you exile. <laughs> the frontier. So uh, we were fighting bears we were with nothing elevators. but an is it deck, <laughs> just fending them off. The <laughs> best. I'll give you a paper cut. <laughs> I cast lightning bolts. <laughs> so we all stepped onto the elevator. I, I forget. I forget if we were going to get lunch or if we were going to meet up with some other people or something like that. But we ended up sharing an elevator with this uh, strapping. Older gentleman. He looked very familiar. He looked very familiar. Harry asks him. Harry asks him. It's like, uh, so how's your day going? And then without a beat, he's like, oh, quite all right, considering the alternative. And we just thought he was being you know, like uh, quirky weird, and funny, quirky yeah. and funny, like yeah. the rest of us here at the con. Like you meet so many people. Yeah. We exited the thing, and Harry's like, he definitely looked familiar. Open the book, find out who he was. No, Harry said like. That is one of the guests. Yeah. Where open the book. So we opened up, we looked at it, and it was John Reese Davies, yeah. aka Gimli from Lord of the Rings. And now we all have to turn in our nerd card because none of us well, recognize That's okay. Him. I had a moment where. If only where... he was hel- wearing a helmet, a beard, and, and a helmet an axe. axe. Yeah. There was a moment where he like pulled out an axe. Someone videoed this. He was like talking to people in his line to like say hi to him, and he like had an axe with him yep. that someone had given him, which is weird because there's like nowhere that he. I... I know all the places to get axes at this convention, and there weren't a whole, there weren't a whole he lot. He came with an axe, I guess, and they didn't stop him, so he just had an axe, and he was just like walking around like, teach your children how to use an axe! And it was weird. <laughs> but, um, you don't take an axe away from a door. I mean, so. I guess that's true. But it was funny, I, I was bringing people up to, like, uh, through the elevator. Everyone runs into him in the elevator, which is weird. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, that's what happens to my friend. I was going into the elevator with some people who needed the first aid thing, and he was coming out, and he, like, pointed to some girl in, like, a little schoolgirl outfit, like an anime schoolgirl outfit, and he's like, All right. I could pull that off. And he, like, <laughs> walks off. And I was, like, looking at him, and I'm, I look to the person next to me, and I'm like, was that, was that just Gimli? And he's like, I think it's Gimli. And, like, the third person was like, who? And we're like... The guy from the... Oh, my God. And we, like, yeah. hopped in the elevator. Oh, my God. But it, it, it's definitely really... Like, everyone has been super cool, like, guest-wise. Mm-hmm. Like, 10 out of 10. I like, definitely enjoyed walking around. Like, waiting in line on the Sunday for Tom Kenny wasn't even that bad either, because that line wasn't... That, it was good. way too short. Like, yeah. it should... For Tom Kenny, for crying out loud, it, well, it should not Sunday. have been as short Sunday's as the day Well, Sunday's the day when, like, out. everyone has already done stuff. Like, yeah. that's... Saturday, they've already seen the people. Right. Friday, they've already seen the people. But... 
I got to wait in line and meet him, which was nice. Uh, I also got to, you know, just browse around the dealer's floor. Like, that yep. was probably the most fun I had at the con was just being on the dealer's floor. Not only, like, you know, looking at all the merch that was available for sale, but also looking at all the cosplay. Like, I saw so many costumes. Stuff. I saw so many costumes that fucking put uh, a lot of local theaters that I work in to shame. Mm. Like, they could not come up with anything what was the, um, on, the, on part of that. One that I can think of off the top of my head is the uh, DJ Sona. Yes. That was Sona amazing. Around. That was the best. It like oh, She had, like, the cool. whole setup, and, like, all of her stuff was LED-ringed, like, speakers, and every single speaker was a speaker That's that, so like, dope. did stuff. And she, like, pressed a button on something and then pressed a button on her thing, and then they started, like, blasting, like, Billy Joel. And I was like, what the? hell is this? It was yeah. just fantastic. It was a very well done um, cosplay. But there was some really good stuff. I was surprised I didn't see some of the usual people who show up. Like, usually there's, like, the Tetris block guys. Mm-hmm. They weren't oh, there. Oh, that's yeah. Mike and yeah, his friends. That's Mike and his friends? Yeah, that's, oh. that's uh, Mike, Mike Tyler, um, well, damn. Spencer, they're, and... They're basically local celebrities, kind really? of. Yeah. Well, not celebrities. It's just, like, like, they're the guys that you always see. And every yeah, year it's the yeah. same Tetris blocks, but like with one change. Like they had one where the Avengers had just come out, Dude, so they this colored is my their guys. Year. I've seen that. Yeah, and then they seen. then they put uh, Mario hats on and yep. all their stuff one year. Honestly, it was terrible traveling with them because <laughs> I'll bet they had that seemed they like a, a real, lot of space yeah. with those stupid blocks. Yeah, Mike, Mike yeah. said he hated it. Yeah, <laughs> but I remember. Uh, oh, Jesus was there. Jesus, Jesus was always there. there. He's at all the conventions this area. I have a picture with him two years ago where we're both doing the good guy Jesus pose. That's a good, yeah. Yeah. Good now, stuff. what was, you did cosplay. What was your cosplay? I did uh, Jax from League of Legends. Nice. And that I was did like two versions of it. Jacks. One more traditional. It was kind of mixed with like Prisoner Leia. Okay. Kind of yeah, tight yeah. with the skirt. And then I did a party rave jacks where I made all sorts of glow stick bands saying, you know, bring it on. There you Surprise. go. Surprise. That's good. Back. And just, you know, had lots of fun just dancing around my lantern that could stand up. And I just glowed, glowed in the dark. There you go. So. That <laughs> was, uh, I had some time in my busy schedule doing weird security. And um, I got to be uh, Beach Dad Soldier 76. <laughs> mm. It was funny, I met up with a buddy of mine who was Garbage Reaper. Like, he had taped a Linkin Park album to his chest. Oh, And instead of, like, handguns, he had, uh, he had spray-painted black Gatorade bottles that he duct-taped together, and he brought them to props check to, like, check because they were, like, his weapons, and they just, like, laughed at him and gave them back to him. Like, these are just bottles, get out of here. But it was funny because we took pictures together, it was Uh, funny. Good old Edge of the Reaper. Yeah, but I, you know, it was a pretty good convention. I will say that, like, this is this was my second year doing staff, and I definitely liked the changes that they did. I know some people did like complain about some of the changes that they did, which I mean, people don't like change very often, yeah. right? And like it, it, I understand a lot of the fervor behind it. Like for those that don't know, basically, like the the two big ones that I had noticed was the. Um, I mean, even though this was my first time, the two big ones that people were complaining about was the curfew, like the the con center closed. Well, at closed 9 at nine o'clock. Yeah. And then the other one yeah. was that the schedule was only on a smartphone app. Yeah, that did not irritating. Like that. that was the worst. Like I will also. I didn't agree. even grab a souvenir book this time. Of course, well, because the guidebook didn't have any schedules in it; it just had maps of the place exactly. and yeah. who was where. Exactly. So it didn't even have like well, and I get that. And one of the things just from and going off of bad. like my experience going to the meetings and stuff was that. The last time we did like a guidebook, the uh, the like events would change, like oh. when the events would happen, 
and whenever that happened, like people wouldn't show up or people like did gotcha. stuff. So there were like, like last changes. minute changes. That well, were whenever there were last minute changes last year, we had to like print out a paper insert that had all the changes and put those oh, in all the new I guidebooks. Okay. Which when you print like mm-hmm. five thousand to twenty five thousand yeah. copies of a single page of paper at Kinko's. It gets expensive. Yeah. So in order to try to cut that expense, they tried to do the app, and they figured if we can just do all the app stuff on the app, why do we need a book with the schedule of it? And that didn't work out so big. Yeah. Hey, maybe a marquee. Like, just do a marquee sign with like well changed events today. That's the thing. Usually we do. Well, like okay. Usually there's a like taped up thing of like all the panels on every single panel. I do not know where to look. Like, door. It's literally that kind of stuff, the know. different hallways that had all the panels in them yeah. have on each panel door like the schedule yeah. events for the right. whole weekend. They were there. And that's, whole that's, weekend. that's mainly what we used because I knew that like when I tried to run the app like much like Pokemon Go, it just continued to crash. <laughs> of course, for me and I couldn't get. <laughs> that it was the out. one thing that both of us had in common was that it just crashed constantly. Yep, and um, it uh, didn't end up working out for me. But it's like I still ended attended a lot of the panels and stuff that I wanted. Of course, to. that's good. Um, the only one that I ended up missing that I wanted to was the Tom Kenny one because I pulled a pat and I set alarm on my phone and then I forgot what the alarm was for. Oh no! Um, so I missed that, but that's fine. It's Classic like that's a pat. Uh, we, well, I had to, I had done that literally the same day. So <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I had set an alarm for my phone, and I'm like, "What's this for? <laughs> I don't know. Let's just keep doing what we're doing." But um, I attended a lot of the ones that like a lot of people said that would be pretty good. Like yeah. the cosplay deathmatch was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, it was. I'm so glad good. you guys liked that. That's that, that, that. Like it continues to be the highlight of the weekend. Was a lot of what people told me. Yeah, well, it's one of those things. It's a very popular event. Um, Kineticon is definitely experiencing some growing pains uh, from the staff side because it's one of those things where the convention is getting bigger every year with like mm-hmm. people showing up and stuff, but the facilities aren't getting any larger. Mm-hmm. So, like for instance, the deathmatch has a certain, a very certain exact number of people that can be there, right. and you can't really have people. I didn't standing. notice that the layout was very different this it's, year. It's very different to try to accommodate more yeah. people. Because there's more people, and still we had to kick out a bunch of people from the deathmatch oh, just to like geez. make sure. Because like, the fire marshal was there. Okay. Yeah. So it was one of those things where it's like, if the fire marshal was there and there were too many people and they were blocking all the exits, he would have shut down the event. Yeah. Is it is it very touchy about like standing in that room? Because I kind noticed. Of, yeah. Because last year the doors were open and there were and lots of people just stand standing. Around. This year the doors were closed. They made a big deal about everybody making room for seats. And then I realized the crowd in the back disappeared. I guess they were asked to leave. But they were all asked to leave by you know. staff. Uh, it's one of those things where it's like it's the problem is that the convention center we do as best we can with what space we have with yeah. that convention center, and it's difficult because the convention center isn't getting any bigger anytime soon. Uh, the space isn't getting any bigger, and the next largest Why don't you just make all the people smaller. <laughs> shrink rate, yeah, that would work. But uh, the next largest convention centers are in Boston. And mm, New York, yeah. and you can't really have Kineticon in Boston. Yeah, right. That makes sense. So, Are you sure? Can we bring Boston am, to Connecticut? I am just, you know, just <laughs> a little. I am at least seventy percent sure. Um, <laughs> I did notice that. Okay, I didn't go last year, but I did notice that this year was uh, a lot of stuff was moved into the uh, hotel, and yeah. that wasn't one the of the case things that happened years. was in order to maintain the um, regular gaming area, because what happened was. We've been trying to allocate space in such a way that there's places to sit if you just want to sit. I feel like there's, there's places more to gain. places to sit this time around. There definitely were, but that's because people need to sit. Um, what? I mean, I know. It's but a big crazy concept, I know. But one of the things was we're, we've been trying to figure out where to put board games and stuff. Because board games and stuff have been... Um, 
basically it's we want to have it there so that people can do it because it's a big draw but we keep like having to try to find a place to put them because console gaming takes up a lot of room uh, the yeah. game demo people take up a lot of room yeah um, everywhere takes a lot of room and we keep yeah. like losing out on room and this was seen as a good compromise where we could still have console gaming and we could still have the dances but I, the dances would be off-site and then our security wouldn't have to deal with it and their actual security would be at the dances I felt so like really nice the for, you know, the style. arcade cabinets mm-hmm. they got more room this year I they feel did. like the console game got more room I feel like the League of Legends people got a lot more room this year oh, yeah. I feel like they did not have nearly as much space yeah well I think it was they well there was a whole like double banked row of like people who yeah. just played Overwatch yes and mm-hmm. so that was a whole thing and then they had League of Legends over here and they had more over here and it was like a whole yeah. like thing uh, I know some people complained about the dance and how instead of a um, all ages informal dance in the Marriott Ballroom it was a you know 18 plus dance off site mm-hmm. Somewhere in scary, spooky Hartford. Well, that was another thing. Yeah, that was another thing that I kind of heard a lot of like mixed stuff about. Like, I personally enjoyed myself, even though we didn't go to the Mm -hmm. dance portion. We just kind of like you know went to the went to the Angry Bull, just kind of chilled there, which was fine because there was a DJ playing there too. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's like I did kind of understand other people's concerns. Like a lot of people were saying, it's like okay, like we get that it has to be held off. Uh, cons well, because it's, but it's like it's in it's not that it's in a shady part of Hartford by any means, but it's, it's just not, like, no. it's in a part where it's like you're seeing all these con goers and you're like getting well, all of these like looks. You and are you are definitely words mixing from other people. Like you're, you're definitely mixing con goers with regular people. Yeah, <laughs> which I get. Which is it, like it could be good or bad because the con goers are usually nice enough people, but it's oh, like yeah. the well, regular people don't exactly. There is a, mesh there well. is a concern as to you know being all crazy dressed up and then like walking around and then like you know. Regular people, yeah, like, and I get that. It's one of those things where you can't really pull off like a well. The same sort of thing happened last year at PAX East. Mm-hmm. The last PAX East, I remember, um, IGN rented out the usual club that they rent out um, the Royale mm-hmm. for, like you know, parties at PAX East. But the problem was they didn't like rent it all the way out. They were like, "Hey, we're having an IGN party at this club, but we're not going to like rent out the whole space because we don't have enough money for that. So just like, you know." have some stuff for IGN people but the rest of the club is still going to be open regular open mm. club people and people were like oh we hated it it wasn't super great because it wasn't like all just like convention goers yeah which happens like I get that that's totally understandable but on the staff side like and I get that it's close to all the hotels it's the Marriott it's safe you're not going to be like anywhere crazy right um, but from the staff side I really liked not having to stand in front of a room that smelled super gross <laughs> until two in the morning. Yeah, that's fair because it smelled super gross. But that's like you know yeah. normal. Um, and that and it was just like all the sweat and vomit. Well, because part of it's like you know nice quality of life stuff for like staff. Because yeah. while we are trying to like make the best convention experience, we're also trying to make sure that like no one is like being overworked. Or like you know, it's like oh yeah, work till two a.m. Okay, now wake up at like you know six, get breakfast at the buffet, mm-hmm. walk to the convention center, be there for when doors open. So it's one of those things where it's like it's all trying to like mesh out, and these are all like growing pain stuff. So I'm sure next year will be even better. Yeah, has um, has the staff like expanded at all? Because I also we heard have that like tried. there was like a. Like last year, apparently there was like a, a volunteer sort there of thing. There was a volunteer program. They they had that for last year so that people could like you know help out you know see yeah. what they needed, and that um, just kind of got canned this year. It got canned this year uh, due to some issues um, with the program. 
and uh, but it's it was a good it was a good idea. Okay. And it was definitely something that I think that more people would do if it was better advertised because the way it worked was if you put in I think uh, twenty four hours, it was either like sixteen to twenty four hours or whatever you could get either a discount on your next purchase of your badge for next year mm-hmm. or a free badge. Okay. Like, depending on how many hours you worked and volunteered. And that was, like, basic jobs, like um, a badge check at the front of the dealer's room back when we had it just so that it was, like, the lobby. Yeah. So, like, one of the things we changed this year was, um, you know how they had that concourse area between the Marriott and the convention center? Correct. Mm-hmm. Yep. You may have noticed there was, like, orange uh, fences yeah, that was new. Yeah, between there, the things. There were we, badge checks at both of them. Right. So like, even, to, even just to get onto the concourse to cross through, there was badge checks One there. of the things we that happened last year was that we had, well, since Kineticon's been around, there have been people who do what is called Since lobby conning. the dawn of time. Like, lobby conning is a whole thing where you don't buy a badge, you just hang out in the lobby of the main, like, convention center. I may have done that. That happens. I may have snuck people in. I understand. <laughs> but it's one of those things where it's like, and you sit around and you see everybody, and then, like, your friends come back, they're like, oh, we're tired, we're gonna go back to the room, okay, I'll borrow your badge and go in and stuff. And in order to make sure that, like, or Or you walk in Give somebody else your badge. Walk out. Give it to somebody else, and they walk in. And yeah, it's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's a whole mess. But um, story about that. Yeah. It, well, you can tell it if you want. I'm, not, I'm just rambling. What they did that was an issue with uh, with New York Comic Con. Yep. People were selling tickets, so this year you had to register pre-register. Yep. So you get an email uh, saying if you want to go, you know, click this link, sign up for a profile, and they'll email email you before the tickets go on sale, mm-hmm. then email you the day of. And then you have to have a ticket, so it's registered to your name. Right, so it you can't like, just, like, give. If so, you can't give it to someone, then you'll both get in trouble. And yeah. you can't sell it, because they're not you. Right. Kind of. So it's one of those, and it's everyone's trying to, like, do badge, badge safety as much as they can. And everyone's trying to stop scalpers, and everyone's trying to do all this stuff. And one of the things that we try to cut down on is lobby conning, because a lot of our issues that we had happen last year at Con were all because of, like, people who didn't buy a badge, mm. were hanging out in the middle of the convention center, caused a big crowd, and then, like, had well, problems. I know there was, like, a group of people that used to, like, show up with just cosplay in the lobby. Yeah, and they just hang and, out. And they just hang out. And it was, like, one of those. And, like, and it's, like, it's part cool. of the cosplay community. Well, like, it's cool, but on the other hand, it's, like, you're taking up some space, and yeah. if something happens, we can't really do anything for you. Like, the second someone from outside the convention is in the convention center and, like, say, interacts poorly with a convention goer and, say, security gets brought in, because they're not a convention goer, we immediately need to bring in official security to deal yes. with the issue. Yeah. And that that's, like, a whole, like, That's hassle. a whole other thing, yeah. But, like, no one wants, like, no one wants to have to, like, talk to the cops. Like, come on. Yeah, you mentioned that a few times. And that's how it goes. Well, that's, like, it, that's how it goes. It's literally, like, okay, like... I was like, Kineticon staff harassment response team. So it's like literally like, okay, I deal with like generic con issues. Like, oh, I have a harassment call against a man dressed as Luigi. And it's like, okay, I will deal with that. That's not security's job. They're actual problems like theft and like drug use and stuff to deal with. Right. And it's one of those things where like, I try to deal with those problems. But if like some random Yahoo shows up and like bothers people, like it doesn't go to me. I have no jurisdiction there. Yeah. I find the nearest police officer and just, like, yeah, point the guy out. It's like, hey, <laughs> go to. And then they just go, and they just deal with it. And it's kind of it's kind of scary for those people. 
Like, I get that. I would want to be, like, wandering around, say something to someone, and then, like, have a cop yeah. on me. So, like, overall, overall, a lot of these changes were made mostly in the name of security and in, security, in the name of, like, it's staff quality. Of life, quality. Yeah. And it's also, like, and even for the staff, because the staff are always going to be overworked. And, again, the staff aren't paid. I think that's something that a lot of people don't know, is that, like, nobody gets paid for this. Like, not even the top people at the head. Like, all the money that this convention makes goes right into next year's convention. Yeah. Like, I think last year, the people who did the finances were like, we took a hit because not enough people showed up. Mm. And we paid for, like, you know, in paper inserts for guidebooks or whatever. Yeah. It's, like, yeah. it's weird, but it, that happens. It's, it's like little tweaks mostly to make sure that the con keeps going. It's basically just like, yeah, it's keeping it going, it's keeping it moving, and it's making sure that everyone is safe and healthy and happy, and we don't have to stay up until 2 in the morning and then wake up at like 6. Right. So it's both for staff safety and for con goer safety. I think we're definitely doing a good job. I think that the little, like, you know, problems that everyone's sort of talking about are all growing pains that are normal. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think I, I was talking to someone at, like, a hotel bar while I was waiting to get picked up um, after the convention was done. And one of the things he said was that, like, the app was a mistake to use, like, for instance, as, like, one of the issues. But it was a mistake that needed to be made in order to see how to go about this. Yeah, the right okay, I see that. So it's one of those things, like, we wouldn't know not to go with that cheaper option. Until you actually tried it. If we had it. tried it and then, like, had it blow up in our face. Right, right. right. Okay. So, now so yeah, so that's Kineticon. I think we've covered overall, that. That's like yeah. a documentary. Oh, yeah. Of overall, I, overall, I I've had been a talking blast. about it. All we didn't really talk about too. what we did. We talked about like, <laughs> yeah. The, well, what did you? What did you guys do? Well, <laughs> what did we do? <laughs> we see. played some board games. We hung out. Played some card games at the Magic Area. It sounds a lot uh, like what we, we did. We did some cosplay. Uh, if you want to talk about that, we did. Walking around. She walked around as Jack. Walking around. We caught the we caught the tail end of the the cosplay burlesque show. Oh yeah. Yeah, we did. Chad like that. I did. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> he even looked up disgust. He walked up and tipped it her. It I did. I tipped her. It was a 10. You did? It was a 10. I, I didn't know it was a 10, but I tipped this. it. He, he, yeah. he, he said no, it was a 10. I didn't know it was a 10. I just grabbed whatever bill I had. What was from, she doing? He was I so, 10 she, This was a, okay. This is a. Was it the last girl that you tipped? Who would you tip? No, no, not the last one. The Cheshire Cat. Okay, I thought the last. I thought that was, that was a cool. clever costume. I thought it was too. Yeah, no, uh, it was uh, a performer by the name of Ezra. I'll be right May. back in two minutes when you're done talking about. Fair. It. Sorry. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> by the way, I like the, you look so uncomfortable it was, with the. It was. Uh, I felt kind of uncomfortable. Like the whole. Well, okay. Not <laughs> burlesque is not my deal. Okay, it's, that's fair. It's definitely like a, and it was one of those things where I'm like, yep, sitting in nice like. I don't know. It wasn't. It wasn't my scene. It's fine. I like, get that. I'm. I'm happy that you guys at least wanted to come along to humor me for it because okay. I probably would have gone I was, regardless. I was like interested, but I've always kind of had like the same philosophy when it comes to anything of like a sexual nature. Like I don't need this. That's fair. I if I wanted to find something sexual, I have a phone. It yeah. has the whole world. Even even, even like, just like like as much as I appreciate you guys. If I'm what? gonna go someplace, you, you wanna, and um, you don't go I don't really want to be with like you know a bunch of dudes that I, I know, especially it's, you dudes. It's, it's my love of burlesque theater, just because I love it as a an art form. And Tori just walks out again. I do, uh-huh. I do honestly like it though. But well, no, like, it was I, I, I like the a, dancing. I liked what they were doing. I felt a little weird being in like uh, an audience of cheering, hooting people, but that happens yeah. occasionally. I assume. Um, and then after that, we had a great time at the bar, which is cool. Yeah, it worked out pretty nicely. But um, uh, yeah, the bar was cosplay, cosplay burlesque. They're the based out of so New England. Uh, 
The actress in particular that I enjoyed was Esmeralda May. I think that's her name. I gotta double check the Cheshire fucking brochure. Yeah, Cheshire Cat. <laughs> She'll probably have a different costume next year. But that happens. But uh, yeah. I enjoyed myself. That was good. Good, good, good. Yeah, I what ran a- table and pool that night. Oh yeah, that was yeah. a good game pool with that the war boy nice. and the dancing woman. Dancing. Uh, okay. I don't know. That was some damn good dancing. I thought the lady did. I really was not paying any attention. I was just too busy kicking butt. There you go. So, so to sum it up, we walked around. We checked out all the shops and merchandise. We played some games. Can't. We saw people strip, and uh, then we went to a bar. so dirty. God damn it! Oh, it was really they, hot. Too. We, well, you, you oh, went so dirty. We went into it was a warm. movie theater. We went into a movie theater. Yeah. And then they left. It was like ninety degrees on like Thursday. And then uh, everyone was like, ugh. And then I was like, so happy the line was in the garage well, here's because the thing. of that. That was on, okay, so Thursday was good oh, for lines, man. and then a lot of people had problems with the Friday lines because our entire second shift of line crew did not show up. <laughs> LineCon 2016! Yeah. On Friday, it was a mess. It was a mess, dude. Because we had, we had guests, con-goers, yeah. um, vendors... Anybody who was anybody got stuck in one line yeah. on Friday. Stuck. It was a mess. Yeah, I got stuck um, in there for two hours, but it was fine. Like I thing. met a lot of people. I all talked right, with a right. lot of people. So. I'm cutting you off. All right, so we're getting cut off. We're at 45 minutes. Oh, okay, what's our next We have another 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah, to talk about like anything two else. Topics. Well, okay, well, right. we, we did talk about so, stuff. We, we talk about Warhammer stuff. stuff. We could. We had Eldritch Moon. Oh, we just did Eldritch Moon. Um, <laughs> says the one guy that didn't participate yeah. in an event this weekend. All right, so let's talk about Eldritch Moon. All right, Eldritch Moon. Uh, so finalizing can, can, that, Kineticon was great, awesome. We'll probably we're off it. Eldritch we're Moon. Off it. All right, Eldritch about, Moon. Uh, Harry's not here. So Harry's not here. Harry, so Harry's not here, but he got a foil Emrakul. Yeah, foil Emrakul. Him. He, he also went zero and two and then dropped. So like he didn't play very well. He went zero and two. Went what? I'm sorry, Emrakul's a 13 mana 13 13. Like, it's whatever. not going to get cast a lot of the time. That's funny because it's just going to come No, you just dump half um, your library in your graveyard and you're like, ah, look. But yeah, like, I'm happy for him that he got it. Sucks that he went 0 2. Hopefully, like, you know, he got enough value out of it just with the Emrakul alone. I don't remember off the top of my head what else he got. I have to double check stuff. Um, so let's go do roundtable and talk about our experiences with the set so far. Uh, okay. Bento, you want to start since you did the best out of all of us? Yeah, I want uh, two. Uh, two O and I tied one. So two O um, and well, one. Well, two O and one. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, my first game I played. Just two times like assists. Yeah. I, yeah. I I tied the first game. Kind of did okay. Uh, beat Zach in a uh, three games the Get second wrecked. time. <laughs> uh, last game I won in two. First time I won because I ended up because you get two packs of shadows. I ended up getting Soren. So yes. I Grim Nemesis. I flipped it and I, I hit him. I, I I needed like three. I hit him for six. Okay. Mana. Second so game, what ended up happening was I was like screwed the whole game. I didn't have that much mana. I only needed one because I had a. I forget the name of the card. I can target something in the graveyard and bring it back. Uh, Rise from the Grave. Rise from the Grave. That's a good and, one. And uh, he ended up milling Evercool out of himself. So I play that. He goes, all right. So I ended up killing him with an Emrakul and a 1 1 rat. <laughs> yep, sounds about right. That'll do it. And no, Emrakul's Emrakul's trigger is cast? Yeah, yeah it's yeah. cast. So he didn't get the cast trigger, yeah. but still, it's a 13 I, I mean, 13 with I mean. flying trample protection from instance. He, he didn't get to have his turn. So, uh. I mean, you know. Yeah, so what, did, what else happened? Um, cards that I did good with were, um, I did okay. 
Talk about the crazy ass. Oh, Shittering thing. Host. Shittering Host. The uh, meld pair between Midnight Scavengers and Graf Rats. Oh, Graf Rats. That looks like a pretty strong for like. It's pretty, it's, it's, it's pretty strong. Yeah. If I, I had a good board state when I played against uh, Zach, Zach's still salty about it. So. I, I have enough. I have so much salt. How salty, how salty are you, Zach? I, I opened up a salt mine, there. actually. Um, so, uh, yeah. So that happened. Is that some fries with your salt? Um, no. We're in the mines. We're deep in the mines. Could you open a pretzel factory? Are you literally the Dead Sea? Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely close. <laughs> close to the Dead Sea. So, yeah, I um, managed to get... Definitely pretty powerful card. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I got uh, my... I only had two rares in the deck. The other one was the zombie one that comes in with token uh, counters on it, and I make zombie tokens. Oh, uh, new scrap mob. Yeah, yeah. that one. Yeah, and they did good for, like, blockers, because I at one point I had, like, seven zombies, because I reincurred it. Right. So besides that, is I had, like, a lot of, like, low drops with, like, uh, skulk. Just to kind of get under the big dudes. I kind of like yeah. the skull. I had a lot of like one drop. It's okay. It's neat. And like lifelink. It's, it's quirky. Skulk and lifelink. It's just good enough. Yes. It allows like, small creatures to be good. But it, it's like, yeah. it's one of those things where it's like, it's just good enough for it to slide. It's like, all right. At first I'm not sure. It's like, all right, you're making it work. We're good. Yeah. It, it works. I had, um, I only got Galerium once or twice. But by the time I got Delirium, it was against this guy. This and then, guy. Chittering host. <laughs> yep. Chittering host. So we'll move on, I guess, on well, to Zach then. See how. What yeah. was your experience with it getting I did beaten good. by a giant rat monster? Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. Get wrecked. <laughs> Funny you should mention that. Um, <laughs> I love the artwork for Chittering Host, by the way. It's terrifying. Yeah. Who, it is. who just mixes dudes and rats? But I went one, one, and one, uh, which was pretty cool. Um, I got some packs out of it. Yeah, one kill, one death, one assist. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I mean, if that's how you want to view it. Whatever. (laughs) And uh, I did okay. I I definitely, my, I didn't get anything really great. I got some Eldrazi that were kind of neat. I got the the Flash Crab. Uh, Uh, I got uh, some other stuff. I went blue white with my packs because I was like, Sitting there looking at Flash Crab, and then I was looking at um, the masterpiece, the, oh, the flying yep. zombie. Yeah, the one that you can cast for cheap. If you're you can lucky. cast him for four, and yeah. it was really weird because I got into the mode of like I would sit there with my opening hand, and I'm like, I have the masterpiece in my opening hand, and I'm like, huh? But I also have Stern Constable, and I'm like, okay, we can make this work. So like first turn Stern Constable, and then do like I think I did the the armory one where you like get a it's like open up the armory where you like go through for like an aura for an aura, or an aura, aura equipment. Yep. I pulled out the um, murderer's axe which thank goodness that I picked the axe that like used discard to equip because I did not have enough discard in my whole deck um, use that you know pop it on do that uh, eventually I would have like three cards left in my hand and then with that and like four mana boom yeah turn four turn five um Masterpiece, which just like wrecks yeah. dudes. It was a because it usually was the big seven seven a lot of the time because you didn't have any other. cards I never had enough cards it. in my hand to like do like anything else. I was just like, hey, I got this crazy to, seven seven that flies. To be fair, we did almost tie. That we third. did almost tie that third game, and then I pulled out some bullshit. Because I drew lucky. What was the bullshit that he pulled out? It's always the damn rats, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> and 
I had but, two records. You know, otherwise I did okay. I did a lot of weird control bullshit that was nice. Like, I, all yeah. my cards... Like, I didn't have a lot of great creatures, mm. but all of my cards were all basically based around, like, oh, you have really cool creatures that will get nasty later on. Here, that's pacified. Okay, yeah. you have a lot of nasty creatures. You're the worst. Kind this of has white minus X minus. Well, it was all that I had. Yeah. Yeah. Like I didn't have good enough creatures you choose for it to something work. worse. Then you it was all shit. no, but it's like it's one of those things. And I'm sitting there, and like that was my like my main bombs were hex crab, which isn't great. You like, did okay with flash it. crab. Isn't super. Yeah. It's yeah. a five seven. That's it. Like it's a five seven flash. You can just surprise someone with it. Like that's all you can do. Everyone's Ew. like, ooh, Will draws it. It's not the best I'll draw. Yeah. Yeah. It's not even a like great, a... like, big guy. Like, it's got hexproof for the turn right. that it shows up. Yeah. And that's it. Like, yeah. if it had hexproof always, fantastic. But, like, for what it is, yeah. I'm not sure if it's that, like... It's not. I didn't get great cards. So, yeah. but Chad, work. how did uh, you do? My experience, I went 1-1-1 one, one, and one as well. Um, Records on your hat. It is on my hat. I know something for you. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah. Um, That's why I said it. So I ended up going... Because <laughs> you noticed it. Uh, like, my, my rare pool consists... Like, the most important stuff in my rare pool is uh, Thalia. Okay. Okay. Uh, collective Effort, or whichever... Like, the, white, the white rare Escalate spell. Yeah. Um, Descend Upon the Sinful from Shadows, and Bygone Bishop from Shadows. So immediately, my white pool was looking real strong. Uh, so I basically just took that and essentially made like a cor- sort of like pseudo white hum- white green humans deck. White weenie. Yeah, yeah white, it was basically just like it was basically like go up the curve, aggro out. Uh, my top yeah. end consisted of the six drop angel that taps everything an opponent controls. That's not a bad. Um, that's not a getting bad thing. And then sure. also the uh, what's it called the descend upon the sinful of course. So it's like I had a decent top end for like removal and whatnot. It performed really well. A lot of the problems that I had with it was it's just like. If I didn't get off the ground, I just fell behind. And there were also a couple games where I made some very questionable choices in like what hand that I kept, so that kind of cost me in the end. I once did a two-headed giant with uh, Mike. I want to say it was in uh, Gatewatch or something like that. And I took a hand with one mana in it. I looked at Mike and said, I'll draw nothing but land. It'll be okay. He wasn't happy about that, but I did draw five land in a row after that oh, to prove the superstition gods. I mean, that correct. happens. But it's just like, overall, yeah. overall, I had a lot more fun with the set. I honestly am surprised at the amount of cohesiveness between Eldritch Moon and Shadows. Like, looking oh. at the set separately, even though they're two sets of the same block, I didn't see a whole lot in Eldritch Moon that I thought would transfer over to Shadows that well. Like... I didn't. I guess I didn't see the cohesion that was there. I didn't see the kind of like, oh hey, uh, this, this is a card that this is yeah, this is a card that supports humans and humans are like an abundant tribe in this. Or this is a good card that supports zombies. We have all these other new ones as well that have just got injected. The zombies look like they're really making a strong comeback. But it's just this like, is, well, this yeah. is the zombie set. I know, yeah. but this that, is the set that's okay, literally okay. like, hey, we you like a, crazy people? Guess just, what meets crazy people? Zombies now. We good just luck. Have, like. And I'll draw the set and a dragon set. None of those do I look at the cards and say like, "Huh, these could potentially go into like modern." But when I look at some of these zombie cards, I'm like, "Huh, this can make a really decent deck." Yeah, like, there's a lot of really like low, low costing, like high power curve zombies. Like Cryptbreaker seems to be like yes. the big yeah. one that people are oh, looking yeah. at. I yep. got, I got one. In my uh, first it's apparently like exploding with value, and people think it's going to be gr- fantastic in uh, modern as well as standard. 
Um, we'll see how that goes. There are some other good stuff. So I ended up getting two prize packs. I got uh, from those two prize packs. I got uh, Coax from the Blind Eternities and uh, Nahiri's Wrath. I ended up getting four. I only remember Crypt Breaker. I don't remember what else I got. There was a sudden reclamation. I think a in sudden there too. Reclamation. Probably. That was one of the packs that I opened. Yeah, to yeah. So, how do you guys feel about the mechanics? So. Besides, besides looking suspiciously like Yu-Gi-Oh mechanics, how do you feel about them? Uh, yeah. If we're talking about meld specifically, I think it's okay. Like I thought, I, and the sacrifice, I didn't mind whatever. The I'll, I'll be called. perfectly honest. I didn't think we were gonna ever see meld like matter in any format, even in sealed or draft for that matter, just because it's so oddly specific. And then I see Bento just flash both of the pieces at me. It's like, hey, I got both of these. I'm like. Okay, you could run them, I guess. Work, I guess they probably was, be was he holding you. cards like this? Like, no, 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 no. no we were, <laughs> there were there were checklist. Everyone cards. was yeah. very good about using the checklist cards. This time, I, I, I think didn't... I only saw one instance of someone having it in their hand, and I saw the back of it. But it was because I like dropped it back into his hand. Yeah, because he had like flipped it, and I was like, I don't want any of that. Yeah, what's that's the that's ruling if you bounce? If you bounce card? a meld card, both halves go back to your hand, and when you okay. play it, it comes back as the original, the first. Yeah, half. Okay. yes. Likewise, yeah. if you like blink it or exile it and have it come back, it exiles, comes back as the two separate pieces, and then depending yeah. on the timing restrictions of the meld, it will like either meld right away or do it at the With, end like, step, the upkeep. Chittering host is yeah. one I yeah. When on chittering host specifically, it's at the beginning of your combat. Yeah, the only reason why I didn't use the checklist cards is because I had slaves. Right. So and you had well, they were opaque yeah. enough where you couldn't actually see through them to see the backs, like so that work. worked out. Yeah. Um, but it's like I didn't think that the meld cards were going to see a whole lot of play. But it's like there were a couple chittering hosts that got melded together throughout I, the entire event. One. I think it was only chittering hosts. Like yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously you didn't see the other ones because those were both at higher rarities, and yeah, it's difficult yeah. to pull but all like, of those pieces in a sealed pool. Well, like we've had games where people have, like at that store where people have been like, "Oh shit, I got like a planeswalker," or "Oh, I got a high rarity card." Like it's not like it's crazy. Well, yeah. it's like it's not out of the question. It's just like very rare. Because whereas it's just like one crazy card that does amazing things, now you'd need two, and you need to make sure that you have both of them in the deck that you're playing. And there's right. just a lot of more I, uh, other stuff around. I think I lucked out managing to get it at least a couple times. Maybe like maybe getting the pieces in my hand. Uh, I I don't think it, I think it only like melded only a couple times. But, I was but it's like you were still able to get it off, though. That's yes. the key thing that surprised me because I didn't even think that was going to be well, possible. I, I mean, limited is a very fast format. Like it's one of those things where because like I remember I did what six in a row for shadows at the GP. Right. Like after a while, you get a really good sense of like okay, you only have like forty cards or whatever. You are going to see every single card in your deck at some point. Because right. you only have so many, like, it's not EDH. EDH, you could take, you know, hours to yeah. get through, like, a quarter of your deck. You right. say that from experience? <laughs> um. Harry, if you're listening to this, Feldegriff needs to die. <laughs> um, but, the, yeah, it's one of those things where, like, you'd make a 40-card deck, you'd see every single card yeah. that you had. So like it's not really surprising it's, that you it's get those not, cards. Not, okay, I guess not so much faster, but smaller scale. I guess is what you're saying. But yeah. that's the well, that's the thing. Like, I mean, graph rats and the other side aren't that like expensive. Yeah, that's the, one's a five drop, one's a two drop. Like it's literally like I would be more surprised. And six is usually the high end. I would I would be more so. surprised if say Adam got both sides of the angel yeah, guy to get yeah. those and together. 
have those out because that's too expensive. That one half one? is really expensive. Mm-hmm. Six for the seven. big one? Seven. 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 That's seven. never going to come. It's, that's it's high four for, for Four for Giselle, that's, seven for Bruno. You're going you're gonna to hold on to that all game and never play it in limited. Yeah. Because it's just ridiculous. Yeah, it's too expensive. My, my two highest cost cards were six. There you go. And I would hit, I sometimes hit that, you know, turn six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which was like... The the only reason I had a nine drop was because it has the emerge mechanic where you yes. that's like, what I was about to ask how that how that go for you guys the uh, flash crab was I did okay mm-hmm. well no like that was the one emerge that I had that I could use I didn't it wasn't like I really cared about it like right. I guess the main Fair thing enough. the main thing with it was like oh use a the CMC of whatever you sacrifice to like offset the cost which is very good. If this card was better, yes. Well, there I'd are be, there I'd are be better way, emerge cards. but like <laughs> I would be way more into it. Like all the guys I had for emerge, like I had this and I had uh, mockery of nature, but like I didn't run mockery of nature because I wasn't running green, so there was no point. Um, but it was one of those things where like if Drownyard Behemoth was a lot better, I'd feel a lot better about having to pay three for a five seven. Well, also five, also seven. keep in mind that it is an uncommon. Like it's not supposed it's to be like, as flashy. I don't know. I just I always felt weird because I was like taking something that had like in order to make it worth the sacrifice, I was always taking something that had like a CMC of five. Yeah. Well, and in that's order to make to be, it make sense. I think obviously one of the nice parts about Flashcraft is supposed to be a uh, surprise block. Right. Supplies block. Yeah. I see uh, especially because it's flash, one of the nice parts about it is that like, ah, I'm about to Doomblade your nice five CMC guy. And in response, he was going to die anyway. He's so going to die anyway. Yeah. Else. So yeah. it's not good. That's that's what happened to me. I like, I like. Oh, I'm going to tap. I'm going to no. What happened? Like, I'm going to tap this down, and then someone like, oh, I'm just going to throw this in here to block it. Yeah, like, okay. yeah. So it's one of those. I thought it was a cool mechanic. I like that the um, it does like that it. the sacking of the creature offsets the cost. That's a cool concept. Yes. Um, uh, I wish I had better emerge cards. Mm-hmm. I think that's the that's the only thing. And Tori, how'd you do at your event? Uh, <laughs> she won. <laughs> she won. won. She played no one and won. She popped four Emrakuls, played all four. <laughs> all four of them at once. Oh, Thanks, Animar. I won yeah. all of the matches <laughs> I didn't play. There you go. Fair Good enough. job. <laughs> all right. Black. All right. So our does time have, is have No, no. It's, he's colorless, so you need waste to do gotcha. it. So you can use like Cryptolith, which I have, or um, yeah, you can use Man of any color, uh, or Terra, whatever. Yeah, the Terratoid. Something. Terra. Do the thing. One. The the gross lantern Dooley. that just like you play for one, it comes in tapped. You pay two to sack it to make oh, it two, two mana literally of any color. Any color yeah. I know what you're talking which about. Which is That's which, it. Like, I looked at it and I was like, oh, a mana rock. But then I was like, wait. A weird mana rock? Yeah, it's like a, it's an accelerant more than a mana rock because you sacrifice your draw a card, yeah. you add mana. It's used in eggs decks, yeah. but that's it. But it's hard. Okay. So, right. so, so do we have any time? time? Yes. Do we have any time left, Madam? No. We we're at an hour and two right now. All right. right. So I guess we're, we're having Beastman. It's happening. Cool. Beastman is happening. And the podcast, uh, which is cool. <laughs> it's new chaos <laughs> faction. It's going to be expensive. So if you're going to buy it, um, don't. If you want, uh, if <laughs> pretty much. Well, I don't blame you. No, no, no. Like wait it's going to like a sale. My like, understanding that's the way to do it. Yeah, my understanding is going to be like the chaos, where it's going to be a faction that just kind of spawns and then spreads and attacks. Well, what it is, spreads it's chaos. I've heard that it's one of those things where they're adding on parts of the map. 
because the main campaign map. I don't know if this is, one's doing that. Though. Like, but that's what I've heard. It's one of those things where it's like you those have promises the main they made. I don't. Think I know. They're coming I know. <laughs> well, one of the promises they made was that they're going to have whatever race you have, like all of the races they have in ninth edition. Like, <laughs> take, he <laughs> <laughs> had to cut you off somehow. Ah, that's how we're ending. Okay, whatever. We'll talk about more later. Uh, good podcast, everybody. As always, we're the Talkbox Podcast. I saw the opportunity. I'm Zach. I'm Adam. I'm Pat. I'm Chad. I'm Tori. And thanks for listening. See you next time. Whatever. Back to the cages. Bye. Yeah. I'm sorry, Zach.